0: You're listening to The Paleo NP Podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to The Paleo NP Podcast. I'm Martha, a family nurse practitioner and creator of marthaflorence.com. I live in Anchorage, Alaska with my boyfriend and fur children. I'm here to share my take on integrative health, nutrition, and fitness, answer your questions, and talk with health and wellness experts. You can submit your questions at marthaflorence.com. Enjoy this week's episode. Remember that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hey friends, I am happy to be back for another episode of the Paleo NP podcast. I have got another great guest on the show this week, and I will introduce her in just a minute, but there are a couple of things that I want to talk about really quickly first. So last week I mentioned an e-course that I have coming out, and that is still on track to be released in the next few weeks. I would tell you the name of it, but it doesn't actually have one yet. So yeah. Um, I'll tell you as soon as I know, but it's kind of a guide for those of you who have a chronic or autoimmune illnesses and looks at where to start on your road to healing. It's a great resource for anybody who is newly diagnosed or those of you who may be looking to take things in a different direction because whatever you're doing right now doesn't feel like it's working. It would also be great for anyone who suspects that they have some sort of autoimmune illness but is having a hard time getting a diagnosis because a lot of what I talk about doing isn't something that's going to hurt you if you don't actually have a chronic health condition. Also, for anyone out there who is navigating chronic illness, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I have a Facebook group geared towards that, so I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, It's just a place where you can get information and support as you work through your health condition. I've really been loving interacting with folks in there and have tons of information to share that I'm not really sharing anywhere else. All right. So this week on the show, I have with me Terry Ann Majors, and honestly, I don't even remember how we met. I think it was through Facebook, um, but I can't, I can't keep track. I'm making all sorts of new friends, and I can't keep track of them, which is a good problem to have. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a minute, but I reached out to her to be on the podcast after she wrote a blog post about how she healed her autoimmune thyroid condition, and I will definitely link to that in the show notes. And this is stuff that I talk about all the time. And like the e-course that I'm creating right now probably includes a lot of the same things that she did, but I just thought it would be really nice to have someone on the show who has done this herself, because while I have experience with this personally, as well as with helping other people do the same thing, um, a lot of the people who I've helped were patients that were um, private medical clinic patients, so I can't reach out to them and ask them to come talk about any of this. So I've had to find new ways to get people to share their journeys. And also, as I talked about last week, I just love having people who can share a different perspective because you never know what part of someone's story is going to resonate with others. So, Tarianne, before you introduce yourself, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second and have you tell us something new that you're into this week. It can be like a food thing, a life thing, or whatever. It doesn't have to actually be something new either. Like, it has to be new to you, but not, I used the library one week. That was my new thing because I hadn't been going to the library. So tell us about something new that you're into.
1: Okay. Uh, Oh, super on the spot. I guess green tea is like my newest thing. Um, I am kind of a coffee junkie and so I'm trying to wean myself off of caffeine. Uh, So green tea, I am trying it and I like it. Um, So that, you know, I guess that's my newest thing. Awesome. So welcome to the show, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, So I grew up in North Carolina, 26 years old. I currently live in New Hampshire with my husband. Uh, We've been married for almost six years now, and we have a baby boy, a little boy named Owen. So he's nine months old now. Um, So, I actually moved to New Hampshire because I met my husband, who is from here, um, and we met in college, so my undergrad degree is in psychology, so before I had my son, um, I actually worked in special education. Um, So now, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I stay home with my little boy during the day, and I really enjoy blogging, and I'm really passionate about health and fitness. So, I'd love to get my certification in holistic nutrition maybe in the near future. Um, but for the meantime, I like blogging and spending time outdoors. I uh, really like hiking, and I just registered for my first half marathon. So, oh,
0: that's so exciting! Yeah, so
1: awesome. that's
0: where I'm at. <laughs> cool. Um, Really quickly before we get a little bit deeper into this, I just wanna give everyone a brief overview of what an autoimmune disease actually is because that's what we're gonna kind of talk about today along with some other stuff. Um, And that's not really something that I've talked about on the show much yet. So if you want all the nitty gritty details, definitely you're gonna wanna check out my e-course when that comes out. But the basics are that those people who have an autoimmune disease have an immune system that actually attacks their own cells and tissues. So your immune system creates antibodies against your own cells, and antibodies are something that your immune system makes in response to a threat or a perceived threat, and it signals your immune system to come fight whatever it is. So it's usually a virus or a bacteria. Um, but in some cases, your body creates them against yourself. So that generally um, happens because of a combination of genetic and environmental factors. And it's also important to remember that just because you have autoantibodies does not mean that you have an autoimmune disease. So you develop an autoimmune disease when um, your immune system is no longer able to control the autoantibodies and they cause enough damage to um, your tissues and your cells to create symptoms of of a disease. So there's way more to it than that, but those are the basics. And one of the hardest parts about managing an autoimmune disease is getting an actual diagnosis. So while you, I'm sure you've been through this process, um, how did you find out that you had Hashimoto's? Cause that's what you, that's what you had. And also a wheat allergy, if I remember correctly. So just, can you tell us a little bit about your experience
1: with the diagnosis process? Sure. Sure. So it was a pretty long process. Um, I won't go into the details of everything, but about five years ago, I started having allergic reactions, uh, periodically and they just became more and more common. So I would just randomly get like itchy hives all over and you know like the typical allergic reaction symptoms. So eventually I just went to an allergist who uh, did a test for several different foods and I tested positive to like a number of foods that apparently I was allergic to. So one of them was wheat Um, so he just recommended that I do like a elimination diet, just try to eat only foods that are very, you know, anti-inflammatory. So I did that. Um, I did find out, you know, through the process of elimination that wheat was the major culprit for these flare-ups and itchy hives and stuff that I was experiencing. So I was starting to feel better. Um, but I was still having the joint swelling and like a lot of fatigue, frequent headaches, things like that. And so at a routine physical, I just kind of told my doctor how I was feeling, you know, that the diet was helping, but it still just wasn't feeling optimal. So she actually, at that appointment, noticed that my thyroid was very enlarged. She told me that it was a thyroid goiter. um, And she did, um, she instructed me to get a full panel, a full thyroid panel blood work done. So that came back with um, some interesting information. You know, a lot of my thyroid numbers were okay, but I had the thyroid antibodies. And that, along with the thyroid goiter, caused her to send me to an endocrinologist. So he, you know, specialized in treating Hashimoto's and thyroid disorders. So he was actually the one who told me, like, the cause of my hypothyroidism was the Hashimoto's. Cool. So it sounds like
0: you didn't have too much trouble getting a diagnosis. I know sometimes it's really challenging for people because they have all <laughs> these weird symptoms and people yeah. are like, I don't know, I can't help you. I think yeah. um, I read that it takes an average of four years to get an autoimmune diagnosis and you see an average of four doctors. So that's awesome. Yeah. It didn't take you
1: <laughs> that long. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it did take a while. I mean, like that was the like super shortened version. And honestly, you have to be your own advocate. Like I totally, yeah, definitely. I, if I hadn't, you know, been the one to bring up these symptoms and stuff, it, I mean, I can't imagine how many people live with these things who don't bring it to someone's attention, you know?
0: Absolutely. Or even people who are like, oh, I just have this weird, annoying thing, like joint pain. Oh, that's just part of getting older when maybe it's actually part of something bigger and doctors are very much like, Oh yeah, you're just getting old. Yeah, probably have arthritis and leave it at that, and people just have to live with it, which is really frustrating for me. Like that's one of the reasons that I do what I do.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, That's amazing.
0: Yeah, one of the um, other main reasons that I had that I wanted to have Ann on the show is because she didn't just stop with taking medications that she was prescribed. She kind of went above and beyond and did a lot more. Um, for herself, which is also, like I said, something I'm talking about in my e-course, and obviously this is a super personal decision and not necessarily something that's right for everyone, but what made you decide to not just go with the medication and be done with it and just carry on?
1: Yeah, so I'm like by nature just a super curious person. And so when I met with my endocrinologist, I was asked him, I was like, okay, so like what is the source of this? Like what can be done to prevent this? What is the cure? Like I wanted to know everything about hypothyroidism and why it happens and Hashimoto's and all of it. And he honestly was pretty blunt and just said, you know, we don't know what causes it. There is no cure. All I can do is offer you this thyroid hormone replacement medicine. And you know, it should alleviate most of your symptoms. And I mean, that to me just was really frustrating news to get. Um, so I took it upon myself just to start researching online and on in books and stuff about Hashimoto's, like what was the latest information um, out there about it. And so I actually came across Isabella Wentz. She um, wrote the book, The Root Cause. And I, I would say her. that's, yeah that's definitely the most helpful resource that I have found. Um, and I started seeing that, you know, honestly, our diet um, has so much to do with autoimmune disease and the gut and, you know, the healing can occur. So whenever I started seeing this information, like I felt super overwhelmed, but at the same time, like really relieved that finally I knew that there was like a, a cause of it and uh, something that I could do. So yeah. <laughs> so you um, put into place
0: what she recommends in her book, as far as diet goes, which is generally like a gluten-free diet, um, probably grain-free, all of those things.
1: Yeah, totally. It it was really overwhelming at first to um, do that. But in the meantime, I had also transitioned from the endocrinologist uh, over to a naturopathic physician. So as I started, you know, seeing that, the path that I wanted to take to treating my thyroid condition was going to be more of a holistic approach. Um, I decided that a naturopathic physician was more right for me. Um, So as I started seeing her, she got me on a good treatment plan um, that encompassed, you know, diet and medication. So those things working together really kind of helped take the edge off and the overwhelm off. And um, It wasn't just me. I had like a doctor who was working with me. Absolutely. What was
0: the hardest part for you of changing your diet? Like, was this a total 180 from the way that you were eating before or was it kind of a natural change? Talk about, talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was a slow progression. Um, you know, whenever I found out about the wheat allergy, I cut out the gluten and the wheat Um, but it was the biggest change was just a mentality change. It was um, more of a progression in the way that I see food and my eating habits. So, you know, growing up in North Carolina, I was very used to eating for pleasure and convenience in many ways, too. And, you know, being busy and stuff, I never thought twice about eating fast food and processed foods, because that's really all that I had known. Um, But then, you know, doing the complete autoimmune protocol diet, uh, it really forced me almost to see food just as fuel and to view food for its nutrients rather than just eating for what tastes good. So it was definitely a progression. It was hard initially, but I mean, after I started kind of seeing the intention of foods, what they offer your body, um, and the benefit that they can give your body and healing, I. Definitely eat it differently now, because of that. How long did it take
0: before you noticed improvements? because I know um, the autoimmune protocol can feel so restrictive for so many people, especially if they're coming from eating fast food, eating for pleasure, you know not really necessarily paying a lot of attention to that, and it can be really hard for people to stick with it, especially if they 're not seeing any noticeable improvements mm-hmm. so did it how long did it take you? before you really felt like you noticed that that was making a difference?
1: Um, I would say it took a few weeks initially. Um, I I think I felt a little worse before I felt better. (laughs) So it was a shock to my body, definitely, but in a good way. Um, And then also, like I said before, I was in the meantime working with my naturopath on some other issues as well that she had pointed out, you know, healing. uh, Candida was one thing that I was also working on. And... Um, Then later we focused on adrenals. So, you know, those things with finding the right um, thyroid hormone for, you know, my needs, working on all those things with the diet, uh, I think really helped me stick to it because I knew I couldn't just, just do one without the other. (laughs) Right. Do you feel like it's
0: easier, like now that you, or as you started to feel better, do you feel like it was easier to stick with it because you're like, okay, like this is actually doing something?
1: Totally. Yeah. Like a month, I would say like a month into it. So if you give it like a full month, there's definite changes. I mean, I wasn't having any of the allergic reactions anymore, which later I found out uh, dairy is another reactive Mm -hmm. food that can cause similar problems in people with thyroid conditions like the wheat. So yeah. so just I would recommend sticking with it for sure <laughs> at least a month. And have you ever looked back on this experience because I know like when I did my
0: first Whole30 I and because I, I suffered from some I had a like reactivated mono infection so the oh. Epstein-Barr virus which is not something that you get rid of it just sort of lays dormant um and chronic fatigue and I know when I did my first Whole30 it was like wow I didn't realize how terrible I felt until I felt great. And then I was like, how did I live like this? Right, exactly. a similar experience?
1: Very similar. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So just to have like all of those issues be eliminated at once was amazing. Um, You know, the headaches and then the fatigue, like I noticed a huge rise in energy levels, which was really, really nice for me because that was just something that I had dealt with for years, just that constant feeling of lethargy basically.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's so hard to go to your doctor and be like, I'm tired all the time. And they're like, sleep more. you're like, I'm sleeping 10 hours at night. What more do you want from me? (laughs) Yeah. The turning point for me was kind of, I, I, I'm a, an endurance athlete. So I run half marathons lately. I've been running ultra marathons, doing triathlons, but I, at one point in my journey, I would go for a 30 minute run and I would come home and I would sleep for three hours. And I was wow. like, that's not, I mean, I would, I would barely be able to make it up the stairs to get to the couch, to lie down, to fall asleep. And oh I was like, God. this is not, this is not right. And <laughs> doctors like, oh, well just stop exercising. And I was like, that's not really like, you don't, you don't tell somebody who's been an athlete their entire life to just stop <sighs> exercising. <sighs>
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, it's so
0: frustrating. And that's kind of how I, you know, how I came to do what I do is all of these people out there who have just been let down by the medical system. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm so thankful that, you know, modern medicine exists when I, when I need surgery, when I break my arm, when I'm having a heart attack, like I want those, I want those things. But for people who have chronic health conditions and kind of, you know, these autoimmune health conditions and just these, vague symptoms that don't fit nicely into their box they're just like I I don't know what to do with you Mm -hmm. clearly clearly it's in your head because I don't you know I'm the doctor I don't know so clearly you're making it up which is so it's so frustrating to me
1: totally yeah or the approach of just like treating the one the one part of the body that's giving you the issue like and not looking at the root cause you know that's I agree super frustrating and it's all connected. I mean, yeah. your hormones, just because you're seeing an,
0: like an endocrinologist is hormones, but like you're treating your thyroid hormone, but like your adrenals get involved in that. And your mm-hmm. um like your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, like all of those things are thrown out of whack by all of that because it's all an interconnected system. Oh, and yeah. like, you know, gut issues, like who people are like, I don't have gut issues. But you probably do because you just don't know it and nobody's (laughs) really known how to tell you or
1: look for it. So Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, totally.
0: So um, one of the things that I think is really shocking to people when they, um, because nutrients are like the key to all of this for the diet piece, like Mm -hmm. you've got to give your body the nutrients that it needs. um, And one of the ways that we do that is by eating tons of vegetables. So I know people are always coming to me super overwhelmed about like, how do I eat how do I get eight servings of vegetables in? So, what what is your what's your favorite way to get in tons of veggies? And how was what was the progression of increasing your veggies? Because I'm sure that was part of what happened. And I like to talk to people about this because I think it's really interesting to to hear oh, the
1: yes. ways that it happens to people. Yes, definitely. So my favorite way to get veggies in would definitely be green smoothies. Um, You can put so many veggies into smoothies and juices and like just get crazy with it. I mean, I'm talking, you can put, I have a friend who puts sauerkraut and like um, cauliflower, frozen cauliflower in (laughs) her smoothies. So my favorite is spinach though. Um, So yeah, definitely smoothies are the easiest way I think to get veggies in and then just pair them. Like I think if I'm eating a meat protein, double that amount with vegetables, regardless of what meal you're eating. So, you know, for breakfast, I'll do um, some peppers and, you know, tomato with my egg. Um, And then same thing for lunch. Just try to definitely whatever protein I'm eating, double it by the, you know, double that amount with vegetables. Awesome. Yeah, I love, I recently
0: started putting cauliflower in my smoothies. You can't taste it. The same thing with zucchini. You should try zucchini. It makes it like super creamy. Okay. Yeah,
1: Ooh, I'm gonna Ooh, have to try and that. You can't, they're
0: all very mild-tasting vegetables, so yeah. you can't really taste it. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome.
1: Trying yeah. that tomorrow.
0: <laughs> and the other thing, like I, so for me, I just put everything over like spinach or arugula. Like I eat my eggs in the morning over arugula because it's just breakfast salad. Like yeah, I, I made breakfast salad a thing. Yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Every everything over arugula is good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly what is your, um, what's your favorite vegetable?
1: I'd have to say broccoli. Very specifically though, sauteed with garlic. <laughs> mm, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, you can't go wrong with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about lifestyle because the other piece of this, like it's, it's kind of 50-50 split. Like people are either like, oh yeah, you know, diet makes perfect sense, but I never thought of the lifestyle things. And other people are like, oh, lifestyle is super important. But like, I never thought of making these diet changes. So mm-hmm. what, um, what sort of lifestyles, lifestyle changes did you make? And, and did those happen kind of independently of making the dietary changes? Or was it something that you did together? Was it like a step by step process? How did you how did you navigate that?
1: Yeah, it's definitely been a progression. Uh, I feel like lifestyle changes are something that I'm constantly working on, you know, the more that I find out and like, learn about the more that I implement. Um, But I would say shortly after like my dietary changes, I started really focusing on exercise. um, just because of like the stress relief that it provides for me personally, Um, exercise is something that I really enjoy. Um, And I think those paired together the exercise with the diet, it really just caused me to be much more in tune with my body. And so as I started becoming more and more in tune with my body and listening to like what I needed, um, I just became much more mindful of where I was at, you know, physically, spiritually. Um, so I started, you know, learning how to say no, you know, um, or taking that extra time for self-care um, and just trying to really balance everything in my life, you know, from work to relationships. Um, so just like really seeking balance and you know, just taking time for what, wherever I'm at, like whatever season of life that I'm at.
0: I think that's really important. Stress management is something that I talk about a lot because it is so important mm-hmm. and it's definitely a big piece of healing and from any illness, let alone a chronic illness. Um, and it's so people, people have such a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. I had somebody the other day tell me, I don't know how not to be stressed. And I thought oh. that's, that's interesting. And that's not okay. Like we, other, yeah, other than she was like, other than laying in bed, I don't know, like, and just not dealing with anything. Like, I don't know how not to be stressed. So that, that's really, it's one of those, like, you've got to meet yourself where you're at almost, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to, you learn how to say no to things. Like if you're, if you're the kind of person that takes on too much, like sometimes you just have to say no, or if it's not something that's really important for what you're doing right now, like saying no is important. And I'm sure this has all become even more important as you have become a parent. Yes, absolutely <laughs> I'm sure that keeps you busy um how how has that like how has becoming a parent changed not only like physically the way you manage your disease, but how has that affect how has that affected all of this
1: for you? uh, it's really just caused me to prioritize what's important um so you know, my family comes first, and health comes first. So, you know, if things don't fit necessarily into that paradigm or if they're taking away from our health um, and time as a family and stuff, then, you know, they just aren't a priority. So just, you know, making sure that we're doing the best that we can to balance all of the demands of life and, and still have, at the end of the day, fulfillment, you know, is just really how we roll. (laughs)
0: That's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else do you do for stress management? You said exercise. Is there any any other self-care practices that you use that help you
1: manage stress? (laughs) So being outdoors is huge for me. There's just something about nature that is super calming. Um, So I really enjoy that, especially in the summer. Uh, I also enjoy warm baths, especially with Epsom salt and essential oils. So I'm really, really big about detox baths. (laughs) Um, Reading a book is something also I have to kind of like force myself to, you know, put down the computer, stop blogging, you know, just step away from all the things and read a book. So that's also really helpful too. That's awesome. Yeah. I Like I said, I've discovered
0: the library recently. I mean, I've always known about it, but I've really been getting into going to the library because it's kind of like free shopping for books, right? I don't have yeah. any space on my shelf for books, but I find myself, you know, scrolling Instagram instead of reading. And I'm like, I should just, I need to be reading this, you know, scrolling Instagram is not, it's not good for my, for my mental health necessarily. But right. <laughs> sometimes it, get, it, it makes me feel connected to my friends that I don't actually know in real life, but right it's, you know, I should be reading a book instead. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so reducing toxins is something else that a lot of people, um, don't think about on when they're on a healing journey. And it was certainly the last piece of my journey. And I, like food is usually the most obvious people piece for most people. Um, and maybe even self-care, but in general, we just, um, need to pay a little bit more attention to the things we put on our bodies too and Mm -hmm. the lack of regulation around things like beauty products like that doesn't help either when we think we're using something that's safe and it turns out that it's not actually safe or that it's actually you know contributing to our illness maybe um how did you how did you do that how did you go about getting rid of the toxic products in your life was it kind of an all at once thing where you like throw everything in the bathroom away and start over? <laughs> Was it a slow slow progression?
1: Well, my eyes were definitely open whenever I started researching, you know, healing autoimmune and um, how you, you know, Elizabeth once talks about getting rid of the toxins in your home and in your makeup and all of that. And so uh, whenever I started looking, you know, the ingredients of in my food, um, it, came to no surprise to look at the ingredients and everything else. And so I started, it was a progression. I started with my household products, um, like the toxic cleaning uh, products and stuff. I now use just an essential oil plant-based cleaner for everything. It's glorious and it smells like heaven. So (laughs) that has been amazing. So I got rid of all of the household crap first. Um, and then I kind of switched over, stopped using candles, um, perfumes, hairsprays, that type of stuff, and just kind of used, like, essential oils and more natural things. Um, and then my last, last thing to get rid of was all of my expensive makeup. <laughs> That's a tough one. No, yeah, it was, I guess, uh. I never thought of myself as being a vain person. Whenever you use something that you love and something about being a woman and feeling beautiful, um, makeup was hard to let go of. It really was. But about a year ago, yeah, almost a year ago, I made the switch to a beauty counter. So I love their skincare and makeup um, yeah. it, and it works great.
0: Yeah. And I just, the podcast that from la- that I did from last week that we talked a lot about beauty counter and how um, one of my favorite things about it is that it works, like it's safer, but it also works like the stuff that you buy at the department store or whatever, like it's, which was so surprising to me because I've tried so many natural, organic, Mm -hmm. whatever, non-toxic products, and they just all stink, like they
1: don't work, they don't work. Literally, you know, I know exactly what you mean, it was so hard Um, And now I, yeah, it's hard to believe that it works. It really is. I was like, okay, fine. I'll try it. But yeah, the skincare, like within a month, my skin was like so much clearer. I couldn't believe it. And I had been spending like double the amount on other brands that, you know, were actually harming my skin in the whole process. Right. Yeah. So
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, like, I make my own cleaning products too. I use, I just use (sighs) vinegar, water and an essential oil. Like, yeah. It cleans everything and it smells good. Yeah, and actually, I don't have kids. Yeah, I don't have kids, but I have dogs. So if they lick it, you know, oh. like
1: then I don't worry about them. Definitely, yeah, that was definitely the game changer for me. Like I had held on to a couple things here and there, like you know, a good perfume that you just don't want to get rid of. But then when I had my baby, I was like, okay, he's literally laying on my chest. He can't be, you know, in contact with this stuff. Once you like realize what's actually in it, so. Yeah, definitely having Owen was the final, like, okay, get rid of all the bad things. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's
0: an, an entry point for a lot of people into the world of, like, more natural um, skincare products and personal care products and cleaning products, because yeah. people are all of a sudden, like, I have this little, this little thing that is completely reliant on me to take care of it, and I don't mm-hmm. want to mess it up. And I don't want to put anything onto it or into it that's going to cause it any. mess it up. (laughs) Right. So it's funny because, like, we don't think twice about eating crap or putting crap on our skin. But once you have, like, this other thing, people are like, oh, this is kind of a big deal. <laughs> exactly. It's <Which> so true. <laughs> is, it's so funny to me. I mean, like I said, I'm not a parent, but it's, I've, I've watched many of my friends go through the same thing and it's, it's fascinating. As an outsider, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's like progression. And I, I did <laughs> the same thing when I got dogs, which sounds totally ridiculous, but they are not like really. my children. They're, they're like my, yeah. they're your fur babies. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can't bleach the floor. What if they, they lick the floor? Like I'm not right. them.
1: Exactly. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, it's definitely eye-opening for sure.
0: Yeah. What is your what, like favorite non-toxic product? Like if you
1: had to pick one. Uh, I guess I would say my cleaner, probably just because of the stage I'm at right now. Um, I can clean my son's toys, his high chair, and the toilet and the windows all at once with it. And it like kills bacteria. I mean, it's flu season. Thankfully we haven't caught the flu. So yeah. yeah. So I would probably say, yeah, I love my oils and my cleaner. (laughs) And cleaning products are so hard because, you know, once you
0: start, it's, it's like this awful rabbit hole that you fall into once you start researching some of this stuff and you're like, literally everything, nothing is safe. And I can't trust anybody because the labeling is just not, good. Like it, it. you go to the grocery store and it's, you know, organic, whatever, or non-toxic, whatever, but it's not like, it's not right. what it says it is. So yeah. I said, I always caution people to like all of those, everything is an industry. Everything is marketing and you have to really mm-hmm. do your research. Um, and something I talked about last week with, um, the person who I interviewed was the EWG website. So the environmental working yes. group, it's a great resource site. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great resource. You can get an app on your phone, go to the store, even if the brand that you're not, that you're buying isn't in the database, um, having, looking up ingredients and just kind of being aware of which ingredients are um, safe and not safe is super important. But I mean, like I said, I make my own cleaner. Vinegar, which is super cheap, water and essential oils, and it works probably better than most of the cleaners you buy in the store. And you can clean the floor, you can clean toys, you can clean the windows, you can clean the bath. You just go around the house, spraying it everywhere and cleaning it and it's like you're done. Yeah. So you really Um, don't need, it's not, it doesn't have to be complicated. It seems so overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be complicated.
1: You're so right about that. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Um, What was the hardest product to replace? Like the one that you had the most difficult time finding a non-toxic replacement for? For me, it was... Which this sounds so dumb, but it was deodorant because there's like there's so many options for deodorant and you Mm -hmm. start to wonder like what's the difference between them. But I had a hard time finding one that worked for me and my body chemistry and was the right mix of like easy to use because I didn't want to be scooping something out of a jar. (laughs) I wanted it in stick form, I didn't want to make my own. And I probably went through like three or four brands before I found the one I use now, which is actually I use Primally Pure.
1: No uh, way. That's exactly yes. what I use. Awesome. The lavender. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I love Primally Pures deodorant. That's exactly what I use too. Um, hmm. Well, skincare really was huge for me just because I used, um, I went through a ton of name brand stuff on my skin and before, and I just, I think because I had combination skin, I could never find something that would balance it just right. So I was using a lot of things that were just too harsh, you know, so I just really needed something that could balance my skin naturally. Um, And beauty counters, skincare lines really have made a big difference in the health of my skin. So that was, I would say the number one thing. It was just like so beneficial across the board, like it didn't have toxins and it really helped the appearance of my skin at the same time. So I would say that's probably the biggest game changer for me.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I was shocked when I, I'm like, oh, it's just another thing that I'm going to try because everybody's talking about it and it's probably not going to work. But it yeah. was totally a game changer for me too. So um, what is your best advice for somebody who's struggling with an autoimmune condition, whether they're just at the beginning of their journey or whether they're having a hard time getting that diagnosis? What what would you say is the best piece of advice that you could give them?
1: Um, I would say take it day by day. Um, healing is a very gradual process and it's often very multifaceted so even if the first thing you try doesn't work keep at it like be persistent be your own advocate and the energy that you put into it will eventually pay off like you will eventually start seeing results and the other thing I would recommend is find a community that can be supportive of where you want to go so whether that be like a Facebook group with others who are also experiencing a similar condition like I think you said that you have one just for autoimmune disease, that would be super helpful. You can ask questions, um, you know, just be encouraged and supported by like-minded people. Or if you find like that yoga is super helpful for you, um, in your healing journey, find a yoga studio and like, you know, make that your healing community. So just being around like-minded people um, that can be supportive of you is really, really helpful. I think that's great advice, especially as
0: you, you know, talking through some of your experiences is so helpful just to know that you're not alone because I think a lot of people feel really isolated because their doctors aren't giving them what they need. Their family doesn't know how to support them. So I think, I think that's a really great piece of advice. And how, like, how have you, you've been on this journey for a while now. You've, you know, you've, you've healed, you've healed your, your autoimmune condition. Are you like, do you feel like you're totally healed? Are you, still taking medication, like where kind of where are you with
1: that? Yeah, so I'm still learning new things all the time about, you know, inflammation and um, adrenal health. And so I'm always constantly trying to work um, at whatever it is that I find that can be helpful for my condition. So, you know, I'm still eating, um, you know, as healthy as I can, um, only the foods that are beneficial. And I still take uh, nature throid supplement for my thyroid condition, which, um, has just been really helpful, you know, with my thyroid hormone levels. Um, so I do still take that. And then I periodically check in with my naturopathic physician, um, just to go over, you know, where I'm at with things, you know, if I'm having any symptoms, if I need to, um, get my blood test done again for my thyroid markers and just kind of keep that in check, So yeah, I would say that my autoimmune disease is, you know, reversed, but, you know, it's still a work in progress at the same time. I'm still working towards that health. And I think, I think that's,
0: I asked you that question because I think people feel like if they have to take medication for the rest of their lives, like they've somehow failed or, you know, if they, if they didn't, you know, if they tried all of these natural things and it helped, but they still have to take medication then they've, failed. And I don't think that that's the case at all. It's such a, it's such a personal journey and it's, it depends on your body. It depends on the disease that you have. Yeah. So I think you have a really healthy perspective on that as far as like, you're always learning and you have come to a point where you feel really good and you want to maintain that. And you sound like you're pretty okay. Like nobody wants to take medication for the rest of their lives, but you, you see the benefit in it. And I think that's really important for, especially for things like thyroid, even diabetes, like you need, you need those hormones. You need that substance. And if your body's not making it on its own, you need to supplement it or you're going to feel really lousy. And in some cases you might even die if you don't take it, like a diabetic needs insulin or they're probably going to die. So I think, I think it's just really important to, for people to understand how personalized this process is. And you mentioned a while ago, um, being an advocate for yourself and kind of standing up for what you know you need and i think that's really hard for people too because you go to a doctor and you're like oh the doctor knows well the doctor doesn't know you right you know they know they have genetic makeup or you know everything that
1: you've experienced exactly
0: yeah and they don't know what you're feeling and they might not understand what you're feeling but that's still important and it it does matter in your journey to healing so I think I think that's a really important piece that it's hard. And I, you know, I try when I work with patients to try and help them understand that it's okay to say, no, I'm not gonna do that to a doctor, or I want more information, I want more testing, go find another doctor. I had somebody who was like, oh, my doctor wants me to take to stop my they were taking nature too, and they're like, oh, my doctor wants me to stop my nature throid, but my I feel better since taking it and my naturopath put me on it but I really like this doctor for other reasons and I kind of called them out and was like but do you really like do you really like this doctor like what is what benefit are you getting from this doctor who is telling you explicitly that they do not want you on this medication that is helping you Mm -hmm. like take a step back and think about that would you let your friend would you let your friend do that probably not
1: yeah. No, that's great. Definitely. You have to be your own advocate and just becoming more in tune with your body is so beneficial. It's something like, I didn't know where I was like five years ago. Like if I was men- going to mentally check in, like I didn't know <laughs> where to begin, you know? So just, you know, as you start to take care of yourself and you see what works for you personally, you know, it just gets so much easier to identify those things. Yeah. And I think that's, I, that's a
0: great, that's a great perspective too. Cause I think people are like, how do I, how do I know what I need? You just, you have to learn to listen. Your body's telling you things. You just have to, you have to try to try to hear what it's saying.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so thanks so much for being on the show. Um, I will put links to all the ways that people can find you in the show notes. Is there any last
1: parting words that you want to share with any of the listeners? Not that I can think of offhand, just, you awesome. know, do everything that you can, you know, knowledge is power and research everything. (laughs) So like I said, I will put all of the ways
0: that people can find you in the show notes, which you can find at marthaflorence.com forward slash episode one zero. Um, And as always, if you're enjoying this show, I would love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review that just helps people find the show. If you have questions that you would like me to answer, you can submit those on the podcast page of my website. And thanks so much for listening and I will see you guys next week.